Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh boy, we've got an exciting mailbag segment for you folks today, all answered 100% correctly or your money back. I will apologize off the top from my voice it's a little like Miley Cyrus if you will I think I'm not going to sing Wrecking Ball but I think it kind of has that raspiness to it you know a little bit a little bit yeah um, not sure I like it but uh, it's it's painful and uh, I think I'm getting better I think they've got a little bronchitis in there if I, if I check my Google Doc you ever do that you ever go on Google Doc and you realize you're dying with every single symptom you have do you ever notice every symptom is means you're dying every time you look it up online? Every one of them. Doctors yeah. hate that, by the way. When you come in, you're oh, like, uh, the I got this, and it says I could be dying. It's like, okay, yeah. well, let, me, let me diagnose you first. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. When did you get your medical degree? At Google.com. Okay. No, it's true, though. And uh, I was a little relieved when I looked it up because <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, and uh, it said, uh, okay, dry cough to kind of a phlegmy cough. I know this is great discussion in the morning or whenever you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Hello. Uh, more coffee. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it said, well, you know, typically, <laughs> this surprised me because typically it's, it's probably become bronchitis if that's been the sort of the transition. Um, but, you know, if it doesn't go away in eight or nine weeks, they can... <laughs> Eight or nine weeks. I can't. Can you imagine not going to a doctor and sounding like this for eight or nine weeks? I mean, hello, pneumonia. I got him on hold, you know. And then I, you know, and then of course, the timing is everything, right, in life. So I read Peter King's column from the Super Bowl. Here's what I think I think. And he probably sounded like that when he said it. Peter King is climbing the stairs uh, to the press box for his, you know, 53rd Super Bowl or whatever it was in Las Vegas and he can't breathe and they have to call paramedics and they come they they give him some you know respirator and this and that he wasn't having a heart attack thank God turns out he he had pneumonia in both lungs but he played he did the game and then he went in and talked to Andy Reid afterwards and then he wrote his column and then at about 2 o'clock in the morning, West Coast time, he went to the emergency room and got treated. Playing hurt, baby. Well, that's really hurt. That's maybe, like, not very smart hurt. Did, but he, did he go into the blue tent in the press box, or do they have one of those? Up there? I, I don't know. Well, they had, I mean, they had guys with blue shirts. They had paramedics on his butt. I mean, they actually were giving him oxygen and stuff. Somehow they, you know, I don't know how that works. Like, hey, I can't breathe. I can't move. I'm collapsed. Okay, there's your chair over there. We'll just put your, just leave you here. Okay, good. You're good? Yeah, okay. See me, see me in about four hours, but I'm not to that degree yet, but I am, I am a little Miley, Miley Cyrus here today. So apologize for that, but we do have, um, a good mailbag segment for you and, uh, the Rays doing some work, adding some players, this, uh, Ahmed Rosario, exciting mm-hmm. infielder, Tampa resident played for the guardians and Dodgers last year, hits lefties really well. Nice. A utility guy can play second, short and outfield. Yep. Uh, not quite as good defensively, uh, like at shortstop, like Caballero is. You know what? I'm real. I'm ready as a, as a guy that watches the Rays a lot. I'm ready to sacrifice some defense for some hitting. 
mm-hmm. at this point. I really am. I, look, I don't. I think Caballero will still be the starter at short. I think yeah, oh, uh, for sure. Rosario yeah. will be a good utility guy, particularly when lefties are pitching. But you don't um, know where, how many games you're going to get out of Brandon Lau, right? You don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. And, and Taylor Walls, you know, Taylor you got to wait for him to get healthy. Mm-hmm. That's right, because he's starting the year on IL, right? Yep. So it's another another veteran. Uh, he's like 28 years old. Been in the yeah. league seven years, I think. There you go. Uh, made like seven or eight million last year. This year he's making one five. With escalators, could get up to two with incentives. Very Ray friendly. Yeah, very much so. And like you said, can play. Could go to the corner outfielders if need. Can play up the middle. So Here's this is this question. is a very raised deal. Very much a raised deal. Speaking of infielders, because I watched this guy, and you know I don't know anything about baseball, but I watched this guy, and. Jonathan Aranda looks like a hitter to me from the day he showed up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this guy can just match. Now, he's 25 years old. Yep. And he hasn't had a full year in the majors yet. Nope. Um, so that's, you know, not something you would go, well, that's good. Um, but I'm telling you, part of his problem is, like, he plays some outfield if you need him to. Like, that's good because you can, you can move him out there. Not really an outfielder. Seen him at first, seen him at second, I think, is his best position, maybe. Um, but his bat is live, man. He makes a lot of contact. Uh, and I think it's just like they got to leave him up here. You know, he, he's, he's proven all he can prove at AAA, and he's done the shuttle thing. Now it's like, okay, can we can we find a spot for this guy? If, if not a starter, like a, a, a guy that plays three out of five days. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think he needs to – to be up here to see can the bat play up here i mean yeah everyone right. says it it will i mean it looks like it from it, where it, i sit it, it sure seems like it should yeah you know now we just have to see if he can do it mm-hmm. but i i think that that's a guy that you know could be one of those guys that pops up this year and and gives them a little something something that they they may be not expecting but um i know he makes good contacts got a little bit of power uh, yeah, he just, I just been impressed with, with, you know, organizes the strike zone. Doesn't seem to be, you know, fooled on breaking balls or he's got a quick enough bat. I'm, I just like the way he swings. I just think he's a good hitter. Mm-hmm. So that, so who knows, man, and some of these guys, these young infielders are going to have to produce because we obviously don't know if they're going to have wander. It doesn't look like they right. are at least to start the year. So mm-hmm. been competition's good. Like, yeah, this is Hell a good yeah. thing that even, even though you think you know who's supposed to be where, you've got competition and you've got depth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, they all a lot of times up, these things have a tendency to work themselves out. They do. Yeah, they do. Um, guys get hurt, and you'll probably see them all up here anyway um, sooner or later because they raise, you know, 40 to 60 players a year. But um, but it's a young team. I kind of I dig a young team, you know what I mean? Because there's upside, you know. Y- yeah, youth has its, you know. It's wasted on the young. Sometimes you get mistakes and some inconsistencies, but there's also this big upside. Sometimes you're you're not you're you're too young to know better. Too. True. Yeah, that's true. You know, when things aren't going well or something happens, like you're you just keep playing. You're just out there, yeah. Just keep swinging. Just keep swinging. So um, the, the biggest thing with young teams, I think, is just do you have leaders? And right, that, is your clubhouse be, got enough of those glue? leaders? Doesn't have to. I mean, you know, there's different types of leaders, but uh, Yandy Diaz, you know, sure. I mean, you know, is is a Rosarena stepping into more of a leadership role? 
And like I said, right. some guys are, you know, can talk and yell and scream and lead that way. Others are by example. And you need kind of a combination of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you have young teams, the, the biggest thing is, do you have some some leaders that can, you know, it's a long seat. Baseball is a long, it's a grind. Mm-hmm. You know, of, of all the sports, I mean, it, you know, it goes the same length as a NHL or NBA regular season and football's getting close to that length anymore but they play every day but, but it's it's every day you're playing yeah and it's yeah. it's a grind i mean all the yeah. sports are really but yeah baseball's a different grind because you play 5 to 6 days a week oh it truly is yeah and uh the travel and everything is not easy and so yeah all all of that is uh all that is tough something else about the rays um that i was thinking but about but chang is back i know you're excited about that one <laughs> was he here before Yes, in 2022. Okay, I thought that name was familiar, yeah. He played with the Red Sox last year. Okay. And they signed him to a minor league deal. So it's more more depth for the infield. Really good defensive infielder. Yeah. Well, I know what it was. So somebody said, I was listening to uh, the Fan Fest that was on over the weekend. I guess, you know, I think it was Andy was talking. I believe it was Andy. But um, anyway, they got to talking about Randy Rosarena, and they said something that kind of resonated with me, and it was there probably hasn't been a player. I wonder, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with him, and he, by all accounts, would it would have been is going to be whatever bona fide superstar, like hit it out of the park kind of guy right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But but a Rosarena, there's never been, or maybe he's the 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 biggest energy guy. Right, the guy who ignites the franchise, you know, whether he's at the plate in left field, you got Randy Land, that smile, the posing. The Rays have never had a guy that brings as much every night to their to their to their team as a Rosarena. And I got to think they go, Well, you know, what about Longoria? No. No, he was very different in that regard. He was not yeah. a flashy guy. He was not, not at all. A, not at all. I mean, he's the best player in franchise history. But he now he had, you know, when he was at the plate, you expected mm-hmm. something to happen, and it usually yeah. did. Mm-hmm. And he played a hell of a third base, but he wasn't a quiet. He was kind of a quiet guy, understated, you know, just had this quiet confidence about him. But in terms of like Randy, the charisma that mm-hmm. that guy has and the energy he plays with, they, I think they're right. I didn't think about it, but then I got to thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I, I think the only other one, and, and he – not quite as flashy, but had all that was Willie Adamas. Yeah, State. Willie. Willie, if he had stayed here, could easily he was becoming that yes. guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he was definitely a fan favorite. Yeah, um, the and, smile and just, oh yeah, just you know. enjoy enjoyed playing and and made some yeah. huge plays. Remember, you know, in the playoffs his last year mm-hmm. here, the, the relay throw to home and all that. Um, and yeah, that he he had that same sort of energy um, in a different way. Mm-hmm. But with Randy, it's it's so pallid. It's undeniable. Like it's you know. Well, and, and and because it started with the way he played in the 2020 playoffs, like on right, the biggest stage. Right. That's true. Yeah. Like you know, setting records on the biggest stage. Hmm. You know, rookie yeah, records just, and home run records, and you know, I mean, to be able to do that as as you're starting as a rookie, and and to be that where you flashed it. it it just amplifies everything tenfold yeah, from the fans I mean, to your teammates to, 
you know, and he still, even the next year, was kind of the only guy that showed up in the playoffs. And really, both years, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and and so, but yeah, he's but it's also the smile, the posing, mm-hmm. the, the Randy Land, and how he's embraced that too, and taking baseballs That's out great. there, and throwing it's to great. Him and, yeah, and, he and signs he, autographs. He plays with the opposing team fans when he's on the road. Well, that was the other thing that Andy brought up. He goes, he goes. We were in New York, and we, mm-hmm. you know, play the Yankees a lot. And he said, and a Rosarena comes up early in the game, and he hits a home run, and he does his stop at third base. You know, his arms folded, and they're booing the crap out of the guy, right? Like mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium, just boo. And he then he goes out to left field. Well, he goes out to left field, and he starts throwing balls up in the stands and playing like doing, and. He, and according to Andy, he goes, I have never seen this, and I would have never expected it. But pretty soon, the Yankee fans were cheering him. Now, he goes, you know, there's a lot like he, you know, he's from Cuba. He he was mm-hmm. in Mexico, so he has a following there. The Dominican, like, so there's a lot of, you know, Latin, uh, various groups of people that are baseball fans that are in New York that started to embrace him. But he goes, that whole stadium in left field, before that game was over, much less the series, were all all became became kind of like Randy fans. Like mm-hmm. it was weird. Like you don't see Yankee fan or anybody from another another fan base cheering the guy in left field. But they got they just you know he he just won them over, <laughs> which I thought that's a hell of a thing to do, you know. Um, and I think people you know that watch baseball obviously you notice them. Uh, because he's productive. So, mm-hmm. well, and, good, and don't forget what he did in the World Baseball Classic too. Oh, well, that that to me, stage. I'll be honest with you. I think what he did in the Classic and brought that same energy from that tournament. I think as much as anything that got them off to that thirteen and zero start. Agreed. It, I think, it totally. I think, I think the World Baseball Classic was a huge part of it. Yeah, they were in. They were in game mode. They were in let's go time mode. Let's win mode. He was in let's pose mode. Like. He came and he never slowed down from that World Baseball Classic. And that team was was you know that pedal was to the floor when they started the season. Most teams kind of ease into it a little bit. You know, it's your first game, it's your first week, it's your first series. Not these dudes. They just ran ran thirteen in a row. Um, and I think a lot of that was a carryover from the World World Baseball, uh, and particularly Randy and what he did there. You know, with the big sombrero, like you know that that the advent of Randy and all that. So that was really cool. So. Hey, I'm glad it's baseball season. I guess they'll start playing what three weekend games. Games are this weekend. Is that right? Oh wow! Yeah. The Rays' first game is Saturday uh, against the Braves down in Port Charlotte, short uh, oh, Charlotte Sports Park. So nice. Most of, there's a uh, Thursday, I think, uh, with the Dodgers play against the Padres, mm-hmm. and then uh, Friday there's a handful of games, and then Saturday really uh, is when the full slate begins. So and spring training is here. There's a few games on television too. I think during spring training. Yeah, um, I saw the. It was a, it looked like about eight or so for Bally yeah. Sports would be on, including I think Sunday's game is. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to catch that. Um, I love baseball. You know me. I I, I think baseball is the best. I just kind of a baseball dude, but even though I cover football, whatever. Um, all right, so we got some mailback questions here coming up for you, fine people, in just a second, and. Boy, oh boy! Uh, I guess everybody's kind of worried about the Bucks and what they're going to do, and you know, free agency and all that. Um, relax, people; it's going to work out. But for the past fourteen years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar—they've been installing solar energy systems, you know, in Florida, and they provide 
the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service, while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. The May Electric Solar uses all their own skilled employees, never subcontractors. They've always offered the safest and the most reliable equipment. Now May Electric Solar is offering this, a 30-year, no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. This means, that's right, for 30 years, May Electric Solar, which is backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof, your electrical and equipment replacement, it's all covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar in its own by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. And the policy, it will transfer to a new homeowner also with no fee. It's not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of its program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this reputation. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, we got some mailbag questions. We can get into that. A lot of uh, concern, consternation, um, quandaries about what's going to happen. A lot of people doubting your reporting. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't our mailbag. Uh, no one that matters. Um, yeah, let me just say this. If I if I put something out there, sort of like I know something, it's because I know something, you know? It's because I've talked to people that make decisions over there Wait a minute, you don't and, just sit back and just, you know, read other people's stuff and speculate? Well, that's what media has become, but it's not what I do. And I love people uh, that try to become relevant by trying to pick apart other people's work that actually do the work. And they know who they are. But, uh, yeah, I, I I don't have to sit here and give you my resume, um, but I've been around the block a couple times with this team, this franchise, and uh, as far as, like, franchise player goes, first of all, I don't know that they're going to use the cap or not, as I reported. Uh, it's not an absolute. They didn't use it last year. You know, they had one guy that they were trying to protect, Jamel Dean, and it turned out they didn't use the cap, the uh, salary, uh, the uh, franchise player tag. And right on the eve of the start of the, of the uh, negotiating period, they signed him to a four-year deal. So they kind of knew where they were with talks and negotiations, and that's all part of it. We don't know you know, what conversations are, have been, you know, discussed and which ones are, are about to be uh, discussed at the combine next week. Um, but having said all that, it's very simple in this case. It's that you got, you know, really three main players you'd like to retain, Baker Mayfield, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Mike Evans. And you do have a franchise tag available for one of those if you want to prevent them from hitting free agency. The problem is those numbers are vastly different. And as far and so are their situations. And as far as the quarterback goes, it's like thirty-seven million bucks. Well, you got less than that under the cap right now because you just took an acceleration on some voidable years for Mike Evans um, and for Baker. And so, you know, when you sign or when you not sign, but when you designate a player with that tag, it comes off your cap immediately. There's there's it's the full amount. Um, and so you got to have the money to do it. Um, and Winfield's about seventeen million, you know, which is doable at this juncture. Now they're going to cut players; they're going to create more cap space, all of that. And then, even though you do franchise a player, you still have time. I think till sometime in July to try to reach a long term agreement, right? And if you do that, then that that big number, whatever it is, uh, in the case of Winfield, seventeen million, can become much lower uh, because you, you know you'll be able to lower that number with 
uh, signing bonus over you know amortized over the, the you know the years of the contract etc um, so there's a lot of things that they can do and a lot of things that have to be done um, but I'm just here to tell you I I don't think Baker Mayfield's going anywhere I really don't I all these rumors Steve like New England we talked about the other night um, I, I just I don't know first of all I think Baker wants stability he's a guy that's already been with four teams in two years um, I'm sure you don't want to make it five wife is having a baby in April loves it in Tampa Tampa loves him the team loves him. His teammates love him. The Bucks love him. Let me tell you something else, and this might shock people. You know who also loves him? The owners. The Glazer family really are Baker Mayfield fans, and they like him. Okay? Uh, and that's important, right? Mm-hmm. They like Tom Brady, too. But they like their quarterback. They like what he represents. They like how the things he does in the community, and they like the interaction they have with him. And that's important. And so... Like, as far as value goes and all of that, they're not going to have – I don't think they're going to have that much trouble figuring out the value. They'll both have to give a little, you know. Um, but it's going to be in excess of the the cap, of the uh, franchise tag, which is $37 million, I believe. Um, and, again, you know, what does that mean? You know, is it average per year? Uh, how much is guaranteed? That's really what, what matters, um, signing bonus and the like. So we'll see how that comes out. But I, I, I just don't know why – a, a Baker Mayfield, unless he would just be getting given some awful below market value offer, why he would not want to return to Tampa. I don't. And furthermore, they just hired an offensive coordinator specifically because he coached Baker Mayfield with the Rams for five weeks. So that also is not an accident. Now, would Baker like to see what Mike's going to do, Evans? Absolutely. Would Evans like to make sure Baker was back? Sure, he would. But you can't always do those deals simultaneously. And I think there's probably a bigger likelihood that Evans moves on than Baker. Um, and at the end of the day, Baker's going to do what's best for him. What's best for him is to come back to this team and continue the stability that he had and at least some continuity of systems that are similar from what they, you know, what Canales did and and what, you know, this new Liam Combs going to do uh, from the Rams. So all of that is saying that Winfield makes the most sense if you have to use the tag because he fits in the cap and he's a i'm sorry but if he keeps playing this way his numbers were stupid last they're they're stupid for four years they were stupid last year you know i mean just led you know led in every stat as far as defensive backs goes uh led the nfl in six uh forced fumbles um you know had had six sacks three interceptions 122 tackles like he made every play he won three games by himself and that's rare. And so you don't let those guys even be tempted, you know, to hit the market because somebody will overpay them and you will lose them. Right. And so you can't have your best player on defense. And that that's what I said. He is their best player on defense. Um, just walk out of here. Uh, now, does that mean they have to franchise them in the next two weeks? No. Um, they may be well on their way to a contract and know it. And, any time before the start of free agency is fine with them. I, again, I think a lot of these talks will happen next week in Indianapolis, and then we'll have a better better clarity of it. But, man, the folks that are saying, oh, what does he know? And, you know it's just all liar's poker, and they're blowing smoke. And, trust me. They, they're not concerned about Baker Mayfield because I think they both know, Baker and the Bucks that this is going to get done here, right? And there's no reason for it to be done anywhere else. 
And, and so, you know, um, that to me is one that you don't have to franchise him. Um, you could, you absolutely could. And I've talked about, you know, maybe, maybe they made a wink nod to Liam Cohen and said, look, we know Baker's going to be the quarterback because if he doesn't sign to a deal, then we're going to franchise him anyway. That's possible. Um, but just the grand, the grand scheme of things and where they're at cap wise, not likely that they would do that right now in the next two weeks. So I kind of think you're going to see some deals done. I don't know that they use the tag at all. Uh, they didn't have to use it last year. They've only used it seven times in the history of the franchise. I didn't realize there's that few. And a couple of those were Shaq Barrett. Or, I'm sorry, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin was mm-hmm. back-to-back. Yep. Uh, but even with Godwin, after the second one they signed him to, they signed him to a, a long-term deal, and he never had to play under the tag. So um, you're saying the they have more time. division championships than franchise tags. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and, and so, you know, uh, what do I know? But I know, um, I, you know, to me, if they use it, it'll be on Winfield. Uh, if Winfield were to sign, okay, let's say Winfield gets a deal done five years, whatever, and you still have a tag available for a Baker Mayfield. Sure. You know, in that instance, because now if you sign Winfield to a long-term deal, you can, you know, spread out his signing bonus and his guaranteed money over the length of that deal is be four or five years. And you can lower his cap number below 16 million. And maybe you create some space by cutting some players like Shaq Barrett, maybe some others. And now all of a sudden you have the money to franchise a Baker Mayfield, you know? Um, so all of that is possible. Uh, so could Baker be franchised? Yes. Is he first on the list right now? No, he's not. It's Winfield and it'll stay that way. Until I say otherwise, <laughs> but that's 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 the latest. You know, hey, they can change their minds, and and I'll tell you when they do. But I just think it's funny, like you know, some of the people that really don't know really don't know. We'll start the mailbag here, and David asks, "I don't understand why they would not make a big push to save an important eleven million dollars in dead cap space. We will definitely need that money if we're still planning on signing a pass rusher during free agency. The draft doesn't look promising for pass rushers." considering we picked number 26. Well, I mean, the way they would have saved the most of it is re-signing Mike. And, you know, while it would have been nice to do it by then, if they do re-sign him and the dead money that's there for him, um, they, they can make that go away, okay? Like I said, it's an accounting principle. Um, you're going to get a, no, a new uh, average year salary. Uh, it's going to be divided up in such a way or structured in such a way where there will be signing bonus that they can divide up throughout the length of the contract. They can add voidable years like they've done in the past with Mike three times. And so you can make that number, even though it's already fairly high, without the player, you can make that number with the player go away or be substantially reduced. So I wouldn't get too hung up in, you know, Wow, how did they take on all this debt? Because I was asking guys over there about that. And I mean, let's be honest. Mike Greenberg's the best at what he does in the league. I don't know anybody who who manages a salary cap uh, more. You know, he's a wizard at it. And you know, we saw him do it with the Super Bowl team. We saw him keep the band together and all the all the tricks of the trade. And and so you know, I don't worry in terms of like, can they get those three? Everybody's asking, can they do all that? And the answer is yes. And I, I think they'll find a way to do it. Um, so the fact that they took on this extra money 
what I was told was, don't get hung up on that. There's other ways we can make some of that go away. We didn't need we didn't need that to have them signed by the 19th. Would have been nice. Probably was never going to happen. Have you seen any any team sign their their big unrestricted free agents at this point? No. I mean, quite frankly, let's just play this out. Okay, I get I get drafted and I don't have a choice over where I go. And I'm with a team for five years if I'm a first round pick, or four years, or you know wherever they trade me next because I'm under my rookie deal. So I can't do anything about my compensation, and they own my rights, and they can send me where, where, wherever they want to, okay? But when I get a bite of the apple here, when I get to be a free agent, you know, I'm going to want to get paid because I don't know that I'll make it to a third contract. This is what you play in the NFL is to be that free agent. I think that, you know, you, you're going to make sure that that money is lowered in other ways and you're not going to rush to a contract just because you can save some cap space for the good old team. You know, they'll, they'll find a way to structure it to save space. Um, and that's kind of what I was been told. It was like, I had the same question. Well, Hey, um, the 19th man, if you get a deal done with these guys, then that, that dead money goes, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. We have other ways to erase that. It's just, it's on the books. We're aware of it and we can do it a different way. Kyle asks with free agency coming up, with Tampa's needs include a quarterback, wide receiver, left guard, center, edge rusher, middle linebacker, safety, and maybe cornerback. If Mayfield and Ev- Evans get their long-term deals, which position would Tampa pivot next? I would say they need all those things. I don't, I don't think he missed any of them. You know. Um, now, as far as inside linebacker, I guess if Levante David decides to play another year, and I think he should, um, but it's his life. Um, he's kind of a year-to-year guy at this point, and he only signed for like four, four and a half million last year. But he's timeless, and if he comes back, I think your two linebackers are, are KJ Britt and Devin White. That's how, or I'm sorry, Devin White <laughs> blew that one. KJ Britt and um, Levante David. And could you draft a guy at some point? You could. Could you sign some depth of free agency? Yes. Um, but Devin White's gone. He's not going to be back next year, in my opinion. Um, quarterback I would be one that would try to draft a quarterback somewhere every year because I might need a Brock Purdy you know I keep thinking of the 49ers and you know people talk about um, teams missing on quarterbacks I mean here's a here's a franchise that let Jimmy Garoppolo go and use three number one picks on Trey Lance excuse me Trey Lance they were all in on Trey Lance and then Shanahan realized when he had all these three quarterbacks there you know what? The best guy we have is the dude we took last in the draft. I mean, the whole draft. And it's Brock Purdy. Now, you got to have some chutzpah to go to your owner or to go to Jed, you know, Jed York or whatever and say, hey, um, you know, all those draft picks that we shelled out in the money for our number one quarterback, yeah, he's really not our number one. It's his dude over here that's, you know, living with his mom or whatever. Um, and he's going to be our guy. He's the best quarterback of the bunch. And the owner's got to buy into that. So, there's a lot of ways and a lot of needs and, and quarterback is one you could address in the draft. And I think you should address it because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, Kyle Trask may be the starting quarterback this year. Maybe um, whether it's injury, whether they don't resign Baker. Okay. Who's next? You know, we've heard Bruce Arians say, I really love Penix, Michael Penix, junior, the third or whatever. Uh, good deep ball thrower. May fall to the second round, maybe fall or maybe further. 
gets up to Indianapolis. The medicals are bad. Um, teams want to talk him down. And and so, yeah, that, that becomes a need. I mean, so really all those positions you mentioned, if Mike Evans doesn't come back, it's a deep receiver draft, you know, and maybe down around 27, wherever you're picking, maybe it makes sense to get another stud, you know, to go with Chris Godwin if you don't have Mike back. Um, so there's a lot of ways for them to go. They'll, they'll put values on these guys, and there's obviously higher values on certain positions, um, but they'll get a good player. And, you know, they, they do have a lot of needs, you know, but like every team. I mean, Edge, you know, I, I think next year, Yaya Diaby and I, I would assume Joe Tryon Swinka, well, I'm not certain of it, or Anthony Nelson, somebody's going to be on the other end, is going to get one more shot to try to prove themselves. Yaya looks like an absolute baller. And, you know, Kalijah Kansi is a stud inside. Um, so, you know, but they could they use another guy off the – absolutely. Again, value in the draft starts with the quarterback. Then it goes to either a left tackle that can protect the quarterback or an edge rusher who can get the quarterback's ass on the ground. Like, those – the closer you are to the ball, you know, that's, that's where the big money – and then you spread out to the receiver position – those are usually become very vital positions the way the game has been. Um, so they're going to be one of those teams that just goes, you know, everybody says this and then nobody does it because they always say we're going to take the best player available and what they mean is the best player available that fits our biggest need. Um, but in this case, uh, I, th- I think I think the Bucks might be able to, to take what falls to them and there's a chance they'll have a need for it. Robbie asks, crazy idea. Todd Bowles has had trouble letting go of his role as defensive coordinator and play caller. Could they hire Steve Wilkes to be the defensive coordinator? I haven't heard that they're going to do that. Um, I don't think it would be a horrible idea. I'm not sure what happened. It seemed like there was a clash of personalities with um, Kyle Shanahan and, and Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes' defenses have been good everywhere he's ever been. Um, and if you're going to tell me that you're going to bring in Steve Wilkes to run your your defense, I don't know that many fans would have a problem with that, to be honest with you. I know he got fired. I know, you know, but other than the overtime period, he had given up 16 to, you know, the legendary Patrick Mahomes um, and got beaten overtime. Steve Wilkes can coach. And so if they wanted to go there right now, Todd Bowles has to let go. That's been the bigger problem. You know, Todd has had a couple of assistant defensive coordinators the last couple of years, Larry Foote, and Casey Rogers, and at no point um, has he felt like he wanted to give up the play calling to those guys, you know. And I, I just think that that's who he is. He he gets up and he's in there at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning because he's he sees himself as a defensive coordinator. And oh yeah, when I'm done with this job, I'm going to be the head coach and let everything come to my table. But I'm going to have a say in what we play, how we play it, um, how aggressive we are, like. Todd's very hands-on that way. So I don't know if he can't let it go for the guys on his current staff. And I, I don't know that he has a relationship with Wilkes. Would he let it go for somebody he's not familiar with? That would be a tough sell to me. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Michael asks, do the Bucks have a clock management guy? If not, do they plan on assigning someone to that job? I've heard they get help up there. I don't know specifically who it is or who she is, but I will say this. Um, they blew it at the end of the Detroit game, you know. Uh, Detroit blew it first, but they, they absolutely uh, had a timeout that they could have used, et cetera. Um, they need one. I just think it's too much to keep track of. If you're the head coach and the defensive play caller, and I got to look at the play clock and the game clock, and I got to remember how many timeouts and all this stuff, buddy, you better get help because – there's a lot of head coaches that stand over there with their arms folded on the sideline. They don't coach anything. They coach the coaches, but their game plan is in. Their coordinators have their guys, and you're just kind of – you're doing that just that. You're deciding whether to go for it on fourth down, um, you know, different things. So I, I just think that you got to have somebody who says, you got this many timeouts. When it gets – after this play, we're calling one, and, and just trust that person – just with your whole heart that, you know, they're going to call the timeout, you know, when it's supposed to be called. Cause I've seen bulls screw this up now for a couple of years. Uh, and it never made sense to me that if they do have somebody, why they're not more reliable because this, this happens, I think with, with too much frequency for them. All right. We, uh, have some more mailbags we can get to tomorrow. You can also add your name to some of those. If you'd like, you can send those to us, um, on Twitter, at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at MPL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. The Bolts back in action on Thursday. USF men's basketball team is going to be playing at uh, University of uh, Texas San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, a chance to sell out again the Yingling Center against SMU. If they can win these two games, Steve, I think they might be ranked in the top 25. If they win these two, I mean, they're 31st now. They have a really good chance. SMU is a good team. Mm-hmm. So that would be a, a good chance to be uh, ranked. If not, they've got uh, at Charlotte next week. And if they win that. That'll definitely do it. You know. I mean, that should almost at that point clinch the, the conference if you win all these games. Correct. Mm-hmm. Or pretty close to it. So, yeah, I would think they're getting close if they can uh, yeah. keep winning. Yeah, that's the key. Just keep winning, babe. We'll have all that to talk about and much more. Also, check out all the sports news on tampabay.com and in the tampa bay times for steve burstick i am rick stroud of the tampa bay times have a great day everybody mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.